Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter number 10. Matthew chapter number 10 from verse number 16 to 22. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 16 to verse 22. And there you will see my assignment for this morning. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 16 to 22. Behold, I send you out. This is Jesus speaking. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of the wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the council and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before the governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what to speak, for I will for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now, bro brother, now brother will deliver up brother to the to death, and a father his child, and children will rise against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Here ends the reading of his holy word. I want us to read verse 16 together. Everybody's verse 16. Let's go. Ready? Go. It says that, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of the wolves. Therefore, somebody said, therefore. Because you are going to be like sheep in the midst of the wolves, I want you to have the characteristics or the wisdom of the serpent and be harmless as doves. Amen. My sermon for this morning is walking in the wisdom of the serpent. Walking in the wisdom of the serpent. Say it with me. Walking in the wisdom of the serpent. Hallelujah. You know, the, what business has have wolves to do with sheep? Who can tell me? Wolves are in business to eat sheep. The only business that wolves have to do with sheep is to eat them. Are you with me? It, there is, there's no, there's no uh, business between the two. The, the, the lunch or the dinner of the wolf is the sheep. And how many of us know that the only defense the sheep has is their feet to run? Are you with me? Unfortunately, sheep don't have much speed. In fact, the speed of the sheep is like a third of the speed of the wolf. So really, the wolf has no chance. The, the sheep has no chance where the wolf is concerned. And he says that, I am putting you in the midst of wolves. You, the sheep. He says, behold, you are like sheep in the midst of what? Wolves. 
Now, how can a sheep live and thrive and survive in the midst of hungry wolves? You have to have a certain wisdom. Amen. And I said that the wolf, the sheep is very, very weak. It, has, it can't put up a fight. But the sheep have a shepherd. Hallelujah. So the only defense that the sheep has is the shepherd. Because when it follows its speed, it will not get far. In Psalm 23, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Because even if I am surrounded by wolves, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. When I am tired, he restores my soul. Are you reading with me? I am, I am somewhere, you two are somewhere. Verse, verse 3, I think I'm in verse 4 now. It says that even if I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. You know, the, this scripture, this scripture, this scripture, this scripture actually was written around the, 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 there's, a, there's a valley. You know, Jerusalem is on a mount and a hill. And Jericho is at the bottom. Are you with me? Remember a man was went down from Jerusalem. The pastor said that he should not have been going down. Because if he was going down, <laughs> no, it's the topography. <laughs> Jerusalem is on a hill. Jericho is in the valley. But you see, in those days, there used to be a dense forest between the valley of uh, um, Jericho and the hill of Jerusalem. And that valley was so thick and with, was very dangerous that they used to throw, like, when they want to banish you, because it was full of um, wild, wild creatures, wild animals, lions and everything. If they want to banish you, they banish you into that, that forest. And they, 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 historians say that when you go through that forest, there's no way you, you will come back alive. So they used to call it the valley of the shadow of death. Are you with me? And so David was saying that even if I am to walk through the valley of the shadow of, the, of death, that is so feared and everybody is afraid of it. I will fear no evil because my shepherd is with me. The only difference that the, the sheep has is the shepherd. For thou art with me. And what, how does the shepherd relate with the sheep? He relates with the shepherd through his rod and his staff. The rod stands for the power to correct. The power to lash you. The power to hit you. And the staff is the authority that they have as a shepherd to instruct you. So thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And because I remain under the authority of the shepherd, thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So you see, the, the sheep is covered by the shepherd. But he, Jesus was saying that just in case the shepherd is not very close by, 
then you need to have the wisdom of the snake or the serpent in order to survive. Are you with me? In fact, there's been more creatures that have been extinct. We heard of the serpent in Genesis chapter 2. From Genesis chapter 2 to today, the snake is still surviving. The dinosaurs have come and gone. The, all the type of creatures that you, do, you can't see anymore, they've come. The testosterone and all those people, they've come and gone. But the snake is still surviving. And how many know that the snake is the, one of the most disadvantaged animals or creatures in the world? The snake has no legs. The snake has not got skeletal membrane. There's no skeleton. Apart from the head that has skeleton, the rest is muscle. Are you with me? So it has not got what it takes to be strong. And yet the snake has survived up to this point. It means that the snake has a certain wisdom. Hallelujah. I said the snake has a certain wisdom that it operates on. You see, this year we were talking about the year of wisdom, isn't it? And what was our foundational scripture? Who remembers? Huh? Wisdom and what? Shall be what? What's the scripture? <laughs> they are now looking at this. Huh? What is the scripture? Isaiah chapter 33. There's what? Six. <laughs> Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our time. Which means that we are going to survive in this generation through wisdom and knowledge. And so we need to have wisdom. And one of the wisdom that Jesus is encouraging us to have is the wisdom of the serpent. Hallelujah. Because, you see, when we have the wisdom of the serpent, there are some things that will come into our lives. There's a scripture that the wisest man that ever lived said in Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30. The wisest that man that lived. Verse 18. He says, There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I don't understand. The way of the eagle in the air. Because he was saying that the eagle is one of the heaviest birds. And yet it goes the furthest. The, the eagle is bigger and, 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 and stronger than the ant. But it can fly. It's heavier. But the ant is light, but the ant can't fly. Are you getting it? There's, there's, there's something, there's a wonder that when you see the eagle in full flight, it's very, very wonderful. We've dealt with the eagle. How many remember? I think we'll go back to talk about the eagle one, one of these days. Is, is that all right? But today we are talking about the snake. And the way of the serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, the way of a man with a virgin. Leave Evans alone. Hallelujah. 
There are three things. There are three things. Oh, can you let me preach my message? <laughs> the way of a man. Eh? The, the two of them came to my office and the way they were behaving, I was like, oh, I thought you were a Christian. What have you done to my little daughter? She says she can't leave prayer. Her anointing has gone down. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus is saying that pay attention to what I am saying to you. Pay attention. Learn. Learn to have a certain... You see, the, a few things I, I want to talk about about the snake. Number one, the snake is, is a cunning and a crafty creature in that when the snake is in this room, you know that there's a snake here. How many know that? A snake can be here marry and have children and have grandchildren in this room and will be with the snake and not know that there's a snake here. Some of us, we are too quick to announce ourselves. And that is how come we don't last. We are too quick to show ourselves off. In this day and age of, of uh, Facebook, Instagram, everything you do is on Instagram. Everything, your whole life, the food you are eating, the clothes you are wearing, the shoe you just bought, everything is on Instagram. I just got a new job. Location. I just got a new job. Location. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm flying. You will never see a snake that is announcing where it, the dinner is about to go and have with another snake. He doesn't, he, the, the, the snake doesn't tell us what dinner is going to have. And who is going to dinner with. I see somebody is dressing in the, in, the, in the house on my way to dinner. On my way to dinner. Then, selfie on my way to dinner. You are just about to be eaten. I say you are just about to be eaten. Listen. If we find a snake in this room right now and somebody shouts snake, that's the end of the snake. The snake will die. We'll kill the snake. I don't care how big the snake is. If it is announced that there is a snake behind the speaker right now, some people will run, run out, but others will run out and run back in. They'll run out and go and get some sticks and stones and run back in. And that will be the end of that snake. Are you with me? Some of us, we announce ourselves too early. And they kill our destiny. They kill something in us. And you see, sometimes you die and you know that you are dead. You have been, your destiny has been killed. Because you expose yourself too early. We don't have wisdom of the snake. That is how come we get extinct. Do you know the lion is about to be extinct? The Bengal tiger is about to be extinct. As strong as the lion is, he says the king of the jungle, but he's about to be extinct. But there's no way the snake is about to go out. He's not, he's not ready to go out at all. He's not ready to go out at all. The snake is still surviving and will survive. 
come, you are so quick to expose yourself to death. How come? No wisdom. No wisdom. No wisdom. Jesus was being about to be born. The angel went to Mary and says to Mary, this will be the signs. The spirit of God will overshadow you and you will conceive and bring forth a child. And you call the name Emmanuel. And he said that a sword shall pierce your own heart. You will see a lot of things and you won't be able to tell anybody. That's how come the sword will pierce your own heart. Because these things that I'm saying, nobody has heard it. You have heard it and you will see it happen. And you won't be able to explain it. Because when you say it, they will use it against you. So you have to keep quiet watch. You see, when Jesus was 12 and they took him to the, 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 the temple and, and they, they thought that he had gone with one of their cousins and uncles and all that and he didn't. He, 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 was, he remained there and the mother went home. The mother and father went home and they couldn't find him so they came back. When they came back, they saw Jesus sat at the temple discussing with the priest, the high priest and co. And they said, son, why have you done this to us? Why have you dealt this to us. And he, he turns and looks at his mother and he says that, how is it that you look for me? Is it not that I have to be in my father's house to be about my father's business? And he, he, he said that and she kept it in her heart because it had already been told her. She knew about it but she kept it. In our day, these days, God reveals. Maybe you go somewhere. God tells you something that that uh, uh, there is some somebody in your home who is, uh, or there's some some demons or that are in your home. Hey, the demon in this house, in this house, in this house. I, I have seen you. I have seen. Then you start to fight everybody. Even people who are not demons, you are fighting. We don't know how to keep things in our hearts. We don't know how to keep things and process them with wisdom. When we are counseled, the counsel is what destroys us. When pastor say something to you, you know, a guy comes to propose to you. And you see, you see him as a slick guy. And you see him. You see, where I sit, the, by the virtue of the office I sit in, I see what you don't see. I hear what you don't hear. I may be, be looking this way and not be in that place. But by the virtue of the place I sit, I've seen it and you don't know. And when I come and say, stop. The guy said, oh, these guys, I say, no, think about it. Or oh, I don't think so. Uh, Pastor doesn't like you. I went to tell him. Pastor says that I shouldn't say yes to you. That is why me too. I will not say anything. I'll say, oh, powerful. Go. Have you seen the, the, the referee 
when they are playing and somebody kicks somebody and the person is going to score and they manage he goes play on play on Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I say, powerful. Go. Foolish. <laughs> Go and kill yourself. <laughs> because I know that when I say don't, or I give counsel, you use it against me. Bible says, I reprove not a scorner, for they will hate you. So when you see somebody a scorner, you don't reprove them. So powerful. Uh-huh. When they go and hit their face and the blasters come and they are bleeding, so oh sorry. But I could see that you are going full speed ahead to hit. But I couldn't reprove you because if I reprove you, you I'll become your enemy. Hallelujah. The snake is wise and cautious. Snakes normally don't attack people. They are always on the defensive. They will hide. Cautious. Some of us, we don't know how to be cautious. We, 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 we solicit unnecessary fights. I said, we, we invite unnecessary fightings into our, our domain. Fights that don't concern us. Fights we shouldn't engage in. We go and beg for it. See, a strong person is not the person who fights every day. A strong person is the one who knows they are going to win the fight before they engage it. It's not every fight you must take. Hallelujah. Some of them you have to avoid it. This one is not mine. Let it pass. Let it pass. It doesn't mean you are weak. But some, some wisdom will tell you that this one don't fight. The Bible says that don't answer a fool. Don't answer a fool. Don't argue with a fool. Always. Number two, number two, number two. What was it? Cunning and crafty. One other way that snakes shows itself is when it strikes. The snake will only strike when it is within striking distance. How many understand what I just said? The snake doesn't. Have you seen the, the, the lion? The lion will see a head of antelopes running, 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 then to charge, hoping to catch one and chase them all over the place. Her adventure to catch one. The slowest amongst the head it will catch. But the snake will just be there. It's there. The snake is also after the antelope. The anaconda is, or the uh, python is after the antelope. But it hides in the midst of the grass and it camouflages itself. And it's there. Is there waiting for the, the opportunity? And when the opportunity comes, it spits venom onto the eyes of the animal to disorientate the animal. 
And then as soon as the animal is disoriented and is just trying to gather itself, it just goes and wraps itself around the animal gently and then squeezes the life out of the animal. <laughs> Are you with me? Some of us, we expend too much energy. Running, 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 running after. You say you saw wind and you catch a whirlwind. There are some prayers that we are praying is because we lack wisdom. There are some prayer meetings we engage in because we don't have any, any sense. It's like chasing a pack of, you see, to chase a pack of antelopes, you must be a, the, one of the fastest lions to catch the slowest antelope. I don't think you understood what I said. You have to be one of the fastest lions to catch the slowest antelope because the antelope doesn't run in straight lines. It can be here and go this way in, you know, it, it turns on the spot. It turns with one, a pair of legs. The, the lion has to turn after three steps. Do you understand what I'm saying? As it's running with the same speed, it can turn this way. But the, the lion has to go one, two, three before it can turn. By that time, there's, the, the antelope is behind this. Are, are you getting it? And so when it's going, maybe it's going this way, chasing, chasing, before it realizes the thing has gone here. And you take about three steps before it sees that it is down here before he can turn and see where are you now. What am I saying? Some of us, you see, we have to know the times we live in. We must know our strengths. And we must know our weaknesses. You see, everybody has a weakness. The lion's weakness is, even though it has pace, it has power, it doesn't have as much agility as the antelope. Are you with me? So if the lion had a little more sense, he will not rely on his pace and his strength. He will use a little bit more sense to, to counteract the agility of the antelope. But most of the time, they use their strength and their power to, to, to go after the food. The Bible says the young lions lack food. Because when they see 10 antelopes, they will eat all 10 today. And tomorrow they will starve. But the wise lion will eat one today and leave the rest. Tomorrow he will eat one and leave the rest. The next day he will eat one and leave the rest. Hallelujah. Some of us will behave like the young lions. Because I am anointed. Because I have, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, zeal, we just go and do things. So we look silly. Going to the city center, you engage people in argument. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what you are doing. I say you don't know what you are doing. And that's how come they don't last. That's how come they don't last. You know, as uh, Lolan was talking, you know, we went to Ghana and I went to visit Lolan. Lolan was back at home. And I went to his house to visit him. When I got there, 
I realized that Lola's mother and myself were in the same uh, fellowship. Yeah. And it's like, we used to be in the same fellowship praying many years before he was born. Are you with me? If I was a young lion, by now I'm tired and relaxed and finished. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. But you need to learn wisdom. It will prolong your days on earth. If you learn wisdom, it will give you leverage. If you don't have wisdom, you will die early. If you don't have wisdom, your anointing will finish early. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. You are not with me today, are you? Colossians chapter 4. Verse 5. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. He says, walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the times. Can you give me the message translation of this? Let's read it. Number one. Read it. Ready? Go. What did he say? What did he say? Is it Bible? Is it Bible? What did he say? As you live and work among outsiders, don't miss a trick. Make most of make the most of what every opportunity. The 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 snake makes the most of the opportunity because he knows he cannot outrun any animal. If he comes to speed. It will not outrun the animal. So it uses opportunity. The Bible says that the race is not to the swift, nor the fight to the strong. Time and chance happens to everybody. Every one of us will have time and chance. It is how you use the time and how you use the chance that falls to you that will show so it says, use your head. In spiritual warfare, use your head. In marriage, use your head. In choosing a, a partner, use your head. In your finances, use your head. Hallelujah. As you live, as you live, use your head. As you work among outsiders, don't miss a trick. Don't miss a trick. Make the most of every opportunity. Hallelujah. What number am I on? Sorry? Number three. Number, number four. What was number one? Number two. Sorry? It always strikes within striking distance. Number three. Make the most of every opportunity. Did I say that the, the snake shows, it judges when to strike. It's cautious. It judges when to strike. That's the one we just talked about. The next one, the snake is totally committed in order to catch its prey. I talked about this on Friday, didn't I? 
I said, 1 Timothy 4.15, meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly that thy profiting may be evident to all. Amen. You see, the, the, the lion uses its bite. Isn't it? To incapacitate the prey. Bites the neck, bites the throat, and holds on to suffocate the... Isn't that what it does? It bites. I was talking on, on Friday about a giraffe that is running and fending off a lion that is chasing the giraffe. And as the giraffe was running, running and fending off the... He uses one leg to kick the lion. Sidekick, sidekick, sidekick. How many know that that sidekick is not going to make the lion stop chasing it? Because it is not totally engaged in the fight. It's using one quarter, in fact, one fourth of its power. It has four legs to fight, but it uses one. And it's trying to run with a tree. You, first of all, he can't run because he's not engaged totally in running. And he's using one leg to kick, and he's not engaged totally in a fight. But when a, a, a snake wants to catch a prey, it wraps itself. So it uses everything it has to snuff the life out of the snake. I, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, it's totally committed. The reason why we don't succeed in life is that we are not totally engaged. When it comes to our Christian life, we are not totally committed to the Christianity. So our Christian life is very weak and shallow. And it looks almost non-existent. Our party life, because we come to church and we feel guilty at times, we are not totally committed to the partying and the drinking and the chasing of men and women. So we are not totally engaged in that. And, and that, uh, when, when it comes to work, we are trying to work, but we like to go, be lazy and go with our friends and everything. So we are not totally engaged at the work. So we are not profiting. Remember the giraffe trying to sidekick the lion. You know, a lion doesn't get fend off by sidekick of a, 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 a pole-like leg like a giraffe. Are you understand what I'm saying? It needs some... Have you seen the, the bull, or what do you call the buffalo, the bull, when they, 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 they turn and they want to fight the lion? They, they come with everything they have. And when they come, the horns and everything, you see the lion back off. Because it's that this one is committed. Totally committed. The reason why some demons are not leaving you is because you are not totally committed to the fight that you have to fight with a demon. You are not totally committed. You are not fasting. You are not engaged. This kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. It's a kind. There are some things that are going to be with you for life because you are not totally committed to fighting it away. There's some issues that will turn in your flesh that will buffet you for life because you're not totally committed to it. Some of us, our Christianity is going nowhere because we are not totally committed 
to our Christianity. We are not totally committed to our faith. The snake is totally committed. The next thing about the snake is that the snake is totally independent. From the day the snake is born, it leaves the eggs. It doesn't look back to say hello to mommy. It goes. Have you ever seen a snake breastfeeding before? No. Snakes don't have breasts. <laughs> they don't breastfeed. From day one, they are gone. See, some of us, we are too needy. That's why we don't amount to much. Too needy. Too needy. We always depend on people. Always somebody has to give me. Always somebody has to bless me. Always we are so, you know, we are counting on our donor partners to come to our aid. You know, we donor funds so that we can meet our budget for the year. Uh, as the donor partners this year did not meet their share of our budget. Look at some nonsense. You have made a budget and you are counting on donors to help you meet your budget. I have made a budget for this month and I'm counting that Stabula will give me 10 pounds. Uh, Brother Fred will give me 20 pounds. Uh, Sister Sassy will give me 15 pounds. When I add it, I get 45 pounds and then 45 pounds will meet my rent. No. 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 What if... Brother Fred decides that you didn't smile at me yesterday, so you are not getting 10 pounds. Then what? Now you start fasting. Let the Lord touch Brother Fred's heart to give you 10 pounds. It's just a waste of prayer. Maybe the room that you are in is too expensive. You have to come down. You come back to that room, but you are not there yet. Go to a smaller room, a cheaper place to start with. Learn to be independent of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are too needy. Amen. It is something that is in our psyche. When I say our, I'm talking about sometimes most Africans have that mentality. It's in the psyche. That somebody owes you help. Nobody owes you anything, including your mother and father. Nobody owes you anything. Don't, I don't owe you anything. Anything I give you is a blessing. You have to buy me a shoe. I don't have to buy you anything. You are preaching. Somebody said, uh, when you are coming, bring this, bring that. <laughs> Look at somebody. <laughs> they are, I am their, their answer to their shopping list. ATM machine. Bring me this, bring me that. Have you asked me to go and work for you? And such people never bring anything. They're always collecting. And never bring. The Bible says that the hand that with uh, holes to give tends to poverty. You're always collecting, collecting, collecting. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Learn to be independent. Fend for yourself. 
If you can't afford it, go down to the next level below. If you can't afford that, then go down again. You'll be back to that level. But at this minute, you are not there yet. So go to your level and thrive on your level and rise from there. Some of us, the rooms or the, the flats we are occupying, is not, we are not at that level. And that's how come we always remain broke. Because by the end of the month, you are broke. Uh, you don't like the message. I can close now, I tell you. I can close. Next one. The serpent does not dwell on its disabilities, but it uses its strength. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. We are too quick to say what we don't have. We are quick, too quick to, to, to go to God and blame God for what he hasn't given us. We are too quick to look at what people have that we don't have. But not the serpent. I've never had any conference where the serpent was moaning that he didn't have hands and legs. There's nowhere in the Bible that you see the snake going to God and complaining that you haven't given me legs and hands. It accepts its disability and uses its disability as strength. You see, we all have right hand and left hand. If your left hand stands for your weakness, don't expose it too much because you look weak. Hallelujah. He says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for, in, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly would I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, in, for, for the sake of Christ, I am, when I'm weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. The snake Cannot run fast. In fact, most snakes are blind. Wow. Yeah. They can't see very well, but they can smell. Hmm. They can smell. <laughs> so it doesn't rely on eyes, it uses a sense of smell. They can sense. So they use their senses. Every, every, um, they have little pulses on their, the length of their body, and those are all senses. So if there's a rodent, there's a rat, there's a, they, can, they can sense it. Yeah, that's how come they can know that in, on, on this ground, on this ground, there's a hole, and inside the hole, there are three rats or three rabbits. He can't see, but he can sense and it, sometimes it will go and put its mouth on the hole. It just puts its mouth there. And it says, I am patient. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Definitely someone is going to come out. And as you are coming out, you think you are coming out into the... 
Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Let us learn to use the wisdom of the snake. To be patient. Some of us, we don't know patience. The Bible says in James chapter 1, my brethren, count it all joy when thou falls, when thou falls into what? Diverse kinds of temptation, knowing that the testing of your faith works patience. And when patience has had its perfect work, it makes you total, entire, wanting nothing. The lack of Patience is the reason why we fail. We rush into things. See, even in the trial, God is teaching you something. Even the challenge you are going through right now, God is teaching you something. Don't be in a haste. Don't be, don't be like the lion running after the food. Wait for the food to come to you. We are quick. We, are, we don't like to be in, in a trial at all. Let it try pass quickly. Let it, no, no, if it passes quickly, you haven't learned anything. So when the next time you meet another try, you know what to do. But David said that I was I kept my father's flock, and a lion and a bear came after the lamb, and I was able to kill the lion. I was able to kill the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like the lion and the bear. Because he had to endure the fight, the trial of facing a lion and overcoming it. And he had to endure the trial and the fight with a bear. And once he's been able to overcome that, now it is ready for a bigger trial. Now a giant with a spear, with a shield. He says that this one shall be like the lion. It shall be like the bear. Hallelujah. Because it has practiced. It has practiced how to fight. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. My time is up, isn't it? Shall I give you one more? Okay. Let's take one more and then we can go home. I, I, what I wanted to talk about, I haven't even reached there. Um... What's number one? Sorry? It's cunning and crafty. Number two? He judges when to strike. Number three? It, it always operates within striking distance. It doesn't go outside the striking distance. Next one? It does what? It's totally committed. Next one? Is totally independent. Next one. It does not dwell on its disabilities. Hallelujah. The next one is the snake does not expose itself before time. The snake knows how to keep itself. Amen. 
How many remember in the Bible, the Bible says that when Jesus, uh, Moses was born, he was hid in a basket. Why? Because Pharaoh had set out a degree that said that every firstborn male should be put to death. Amen. So he was kept. He was going to be the savior of Israel. He was going to be the liberator of Israel, but he was kept away from Pharaoh. Jesus was kept. When uh, Herod was trying to kill all the children, he was taken to Egypt to be kept away from some of us. We expose our Christianity too early. You have just started speaking in tongues. You say you are going to fight the demons in your father's house. <laughs> did, did, did I tell the story of the man who was going traveling and he went to the he didn't go to the village to go and say bye-bye. And then he traveled. As he was going, he got to the um Got to the airport, entered the plane, went to the destination. When he got there, as he was coming out of the uh, airplane, he didn't have shoes on. He was fully dressed when he sat on the plane. When he got down, he didn't have shoes on. He didn't have trousers on. So the story that who has brought us this madman? <laughs> so immediately they put him on the holding and they repatriated him straight to where he came from. As he went back home, and he was walking towards his house, he saw his trousers hanging on the... <laughs> and when he got to the door, he saw his shoes that he wore through the airport. He saw the shoes on the door. And he saw an old man sitting on the other side of the house. He said, next time when you are going, come and say bye-bye before you go. The trousers was taken as he was wearing them, and the shoes uh, hung on the... The hoosh were hanging there. Stand to your feet, let's go home. <laughs>